Hello there, I'm Alyssa Olenek, scientist, exercise enthusiast, weightlifter, outdoors lover, and entrepreneur. I believe that the extremes in the fitness and wellness industries are leaving way too many of us out of the conversation, not telling us the knowledge that we actually need to succeed in our health, our wellness, our nutrition, and quite frankly, our lives. They end up giving us black and white polarizing messages that leave us more confused than giving us the answers that we need. Through my 10 years of studying exercise science, metabolism, and female physiology, as well as exploring the outdoors and being a fitness athlete myself, I'm here to bring to you the conversations that need to be had in an industry that often is too far focused on extremes. So if you join me on this podcast, I truly believe that life is best lived in the messy middle. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Messy Middle Podcast. In order to launch us all into the new year, uh, everyone has big goals. Sometimes you might be restarting a goal for the millionth time, trying to take ownership over what we actually want out of our goals and our years and our life. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that I kind of brought to my Instagram um, a few weeks ago in December when I was talking about setting New Year's goals and all of the content that's coming out around this. And I know a lot of people, they like to pick a word of the year. And instead, I think what I want to call this upcoming year, 2022, rather is a theme. So a theme for a year. And I really like themes or intentions. I think um, setting an intention for how you want your life to be or look like or your goals, um, especially like going into a new year is really important because it's really easy to say really vague things like, oh, I want to be fitter and set really ambiguous goals. But I think intentions allow us to kind of take ownership over the type of person we want to be and the type of actions we want to take and things like that. And so a lot of this conversation sparked from my podcast interview with Dr. Karen Norton. So please go listen to that and go listen to her other episode um, on the Messy Metal podcast from this past fall, 2021 where she talks more about the specifics of behavior change. So if you really are truly seeking changing in behavior, she is the person to listen to, um, follow her, consume her resources. She's amazing products I've referred people to. So I don't want this to be confused with me sharing stuff that I believe to be scientifically, factually true per se. I'm not an expert in mindset and behavior change. So we do have resources on that, both coming out within this season of the podcast, but also in the last season as well. So please go consume the those resources if you need them. But what I want to talk about today is something that I've decided to deem 2022, and that is the year of radical self-responsibility. And so what this doesn't mean is that you are basically responsible for things that you can't control in your life. This message may not be for everyone. I, I recognize that having radical self-responsibility sometimes comes with a lot of privilege. I'm not denying that. Um, so if this message isn't for you, that's okay. Not every message can be for every person. But there are a lot of people who have a lot of resources available to them um, or have these goals that they keep failing. And it really just feels like they're getting in their own way. And so that's why I reference those other episodes on true behavior change and how to approach those in a more nonsensical way. So please go listen to those if you have these things that you are trying to cultivate. But I want to call this the year of radical self-responsibility because I, I like the idea of taking ownership over our choices. And so this means not necessarily pushing hard or always grinding or go, go, going. I think when we think of like radical self-responsibility or, um, you know, extreme ownership was very popularized through Jocko's. And I know not everyone likes Jocko, but it's kind of similar along the lines of that. But it's really just taking your own responsibility for your choices and actions and what you want. And also in factors in how that affects people around you, um, the own outcomes in your life, or when things are just kind of your fault and you need to get out of your own way. And so what this looks like 
And what I'm hoping it looks like in 2022 for me is I want to take radical self-responsibility that I need to rest more. I need to step back. I need to work less. Now, I'm finishing up my PhD, so temporarily, like, in one area of my life, I am going all in. But in my business and my personal stuff, like, I truly need to take a step back. So I really want to emphasize that this isn't necessarily buying into this, like, grind till you die type culture, overworking yourself, working more than necessary. I'm not... Um, suggesting that at all. I'm saying that with radical self-responsibility, it's saying this is the goal that I have and I want to execute this and I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to take ownership of your goals rather than it being something floating around like, oh yeah, one day I'd like to run a half marathon saying I'm going to run a half marathon this year. I'm going to take responsibility for that. I'm going to make an action plan and I'm going to do the small little steps daily and weekly that is going to get me to that goal. And then when you take this radical self-responsibility, that means that when it comes to the those days where you're like, I don't really feel like it. It's cold. I, I, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. You are going to say, no, I'm taking ownership of my goal. Now I'm not talking about pushing through, um, pain or sickness. I, I hate having to disclaimer everything, but I hope you guys get the point. I'm going to stop disclaimering moving forward and hope you know what I mean when I say these things, but it's saying that, you know, I don't really feel like doing this today, but I want this goal. And this goal is not made by me wishing or hoping or saying that I aspire to it. This goal is achieved through me taking ownership of the actions that it requires to get to this goal. And taking that self-responsibility and taking ownership and pride in your goals, I believe really probably helps us show up a lot more, right? It matters to us a lot more rather than just being something that we're not attaching to. And I think it's really easy for us to not emotionally attach ourselves or our egos to our goals because then if we fail... Well, then, you know, it doesn't it didn't really matter anyway. But when you show that you care and you take acceptance and you take ownership of the choices that you want to make and behaviors you want to make, it allows you to take more pride in them. And I think something that it also helps a lot of people do that they don't recognize is that feeling of guilt you feel when people like shame you around the goals that you're choosing. So if you have like a nutrition or fitness goal, this is really common. Um, people really want to be like, why are you doing that? Just eat the burger. Who cares? Like you're annoying. Just eat the cookie. Like I know a lot of people coming off the holidays they feel that a lot with family but when you set goals it's hard to get people to buy in but when you take radical acceptance of your choices and goals you are okay with the choices that you're making because you own them and you accept them and you're not looking for validation from others of course we want social support of course uh social support is important in goal setting and you should find people who are going to support your goals but when you run into those situations of people who don't quite understand what it is that you're trying to do or what it is that you want to do you don't feel like you need that extra validation or you kind of don't want to hide away your goal and like kind of give in on what you're trying to do and you know skip that run that you genuinely want to do because it gets you to the goal or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people really underestimate is that when you take this ownership of your actions and your choices, you don't you don't need someone else to say, yeah, that's good. Again, you need social support. But when I was starting my business, a lot of people didn't understand my vision or what I wanted to do and what I was doing. And I was pushing harder then maybe than I am now. But now people see the fruits of my labor. So it's easy for them to be like, oh, okay, like I understand why you're doing this. And so at that time, though, I really had to believe and buy into that myself without having other people believe and buy into it as well and that's really hard in the early stages because that's when getting behavior changes or setting goals or getting things started is hard but if you take 
Radical self-responsibility for what you want to do. That means believing in your vision, believing in your goals, believing in what you want to do. It allows you to truly say, no, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. These are the choices that I make to be that person that I'm trying to become or whatever it is. And you believe and buy into it. And that helps you build up self-trust because then you're showing up for yourself. You're showing up for your own goals. You're showing up and proving to yourself that you can rely on yourself. You can rely on yourself to execute the things you want to do. And that takes practice. That's like a muscle that you have to train like anything else. But the more you start to show up for yourself and take responsibility for your actions and your choices and your goals that are alignment with your behaviors that you're trying to achieve, the more you're going to get confidence from that. You're going to realize that those days that your brain says you don't want to go for the run or you know you don't, you just want to do this or that are just kind of like they're just you can say okay brain that's whatever I'm ignoring you that's just a lie I'm not going to believe I'm not you know when your brain tells you you're not capable or you can't do this or why even bother you just say there's thoughts that you don't have to acknowledge because you know that you're going to show up anyway and you can trust yourself to execute and then you become more confident and then that spirals or domino effects into more positive action the messy middle podcast will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high quality supplements, when dosed appropriately, can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year, and after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually in my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed by what the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge, because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y. M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. And so I I truly believe this all starts with just saying, I'm going to take ownership of what I want to do. I'm going to take ownership in what I believe I'm capable of doing. And that's okay if you don't get it. Because I think there's like that cliche song lyric from Mike Studd, if any of you listen to Mike Studd back in the day, um, where he's like the same people asking you why you're doing it are the ones asking you how you did it. Um, And it, it is very true. And I can say that as someone in my position. So You have to buy in and believe in what you're doing and take ownership of it. And that's also important for those of you who feel like, you know, year after year, you just don't want to put in the work necessary to get the goals that you truly want to achieve. Now, I'm not saying you have to put in work or overexert yourself for things that you don't want to do. If you truly don't want to do something, then then don't do it. But if you genuinely want to do something or be something or become something and you have that that idea Understanding that it is maybe a multi-year process, a multi-step thing, um, but taking ownership of that process, you know, planning it out and realizing that it's not just planning it out and looking at it and saying, oh yeah, like you have to actually like make a plan and break it down into smaller chunks and figure out the small 
like daily choices or weekly or monthly that you have to do and you have to take ownership of that and you have to be okay with knowing that like it's going to get hard you're going to fail and owning that failure and accepting it as something that isn't necessarily a reflection of your incapabilities but just the process and that when you're pushing outside your comfort zone or your abilities you're going to fail but that actually means you're trying like failure usually means that you're trying um when it's done correctly like when you're pushing towards something worth doing and doing it well not necessarily in the sense of maybe like you failed on your diet because you did something too restrictive. I'm not talking about that. But when it comes to this, this also trickles into the rest of our life. So taking radical self-responsibility is also taking responsibility for like when you fuck up. Like when you fuck up in your personal life, in your relationships, in your friendships, business-wise. So I, I obviously run my business now and when something doesn't get done the way I want it to get done, I don't think that, oh, it's their fault. It's my fault because I didn't communicate it correctly, right? Same thing with my undergrad research assistants. Like if they don't do something that I need them to do, it's my fault. I'm in charge, right? Um, same thing applies to relationships. If I feel like I'm not spending enough time with Regis and we're being distanced, but I know it's because I'm overworking and I'm working too much and I'm kind of ignoring him for my work because I'm very busy. And there's times in life where like, obviously I have to say like, okay, hon, I have to get this done. Like, I'm not saying that isn't a thing, um, but I have to take radical self-responsibility in me fixing that. That's not, that's not on Regis to come and do that and fix that in my relationship, right? That's on me to say, hey, you know what? I'm working too much and I'm neglecting you. So this is my job to draw better boundaries within this and myself so that I can spend time for things that I want to do. And so um, uh, in that behavior podcast, we talk about adding versus removing. And I think that's important as well. But it's just taking ownership of the things that you want to do and who you are and what you're trying to be. I think that's so important. I think people forget that. And it allows you to have pride and it does put more risk on failure because there's more spotlight on you. But I can tell you as someone who's got a lot of criticism for the goals that I've set over the years or had a lot of people that didn't understand it, I really have developed and cultivated a an amazing relationship with myself where I want to do things that benefit future me and I take ownership of the actions and behaviors that I want to take and want to execute and I believe in myself and I believe in my dreams or my goals or whatever I'm trying to do and so that way I when I achieve these things whether it takes six months a year or longer I'm taking that radical self-responsibility though for that success as well because it is mine and it's not deserved I, I earn it right and so for example, um, I'm going to go max out my back squat today. So I'll have a max out PR week. And I missed my bench yesterday. I missed my bench. I failed on my bench one rep max. Um, but that's okay because I, I, I'm going to take ownership of that and figure out how to improve that moving forward. And I know what I did wrong. But my back squat PR that I'm trying to set today is a goal that I set earlier this year. And it had a couple setbacks. I hurt my back. Um, I had to belt squat for a while rather than back squat. And it, and it stalled it. So I was hoping to set that goal in June of this past year. And if instead of you know me saying, well, screw it, I'm not going to do it. Why even try? I took responsibility of the fact that I was injured. And I had to take responsibility for what I needed to do to get through that injury and stay strong and maintain strong and keep that goal on the horizon or my plate moving forward. And I took the actions necessary that I needed in order to get there. Even though I'm getting there six months later, I took ownership of what I needed done in order to get back to that place that I was because that's a lifetime PR. I really want to squat 300 today. I'm hoping it's going to happen. And so I took responsibility of the small actions that it needed to take. I didn't skip almost 
I think I skipped one workout in the last six months um, because I just wasn't feeling well and it was definitely not, not healthy for me to train that day. But then I made it up the next day. Um, but I, I skipped it on that Friday. I made it up on a Saturday. But I didn't skip reps. I didn't skip workouts. I showed up to training. And there were so many days that I did not want to go. And I know a lot of you are setting fitness goals, so I'm using this example. And I myself didn't. I was in the middle of collecting data for my dissertation. I was really busy. It was really stressful. But I knew that if I wanted to hit those strength goals that I had set for myself and execute on them, I had to take responsibility for that fact. And so I took radical self-responsibility and said, okay, I have no excuses to not be here doing this other than I don't want to. And I don't want to you know, within reason, it's just not a valid excuse for me versus like, you know, I'm sick or something happened or like, you know, I have, I sincerely cannot make this happen. A lot of the time I find with the fitness excuses, especially for me, it's just, it's just in my head. I don't want to, I'm not motivated. I don't feel like doing it, but I take responsibility for the fact that I have to go execute that training session because that training session, yeah, one session may not make or break things, but if you, one session builds on another session, on another session, on another session, and that's how progress and adaptation and strength and those goals are made just like they are with everything else in our life. So I'm hoping that this is helpful for you all. Um, I think a lot of, you know, there is goodness to the current narratives of being softer on yourself and more graceful and more compassionate because it actually allows you to have more positive behavior change. I'm not saying we should all grit through and be hard asses. I'm not saying that. These things require a lot of self-grace, a lot of being compassionate to yourself, a lot of loving yourself, looking out for yourself, forgiving yourself, like giving a ton, a fuck, a metric fuck ton of grace to yourself while you're executing these things. So I don't want you to think that I'm saying that you need to wake up and grind hard, but rather like giving yourself grace and figuring out the systems that you need to take and making those planning and just taking ownership of those actions, whether that's pushing harder or drawing back or working smarter or more efficiently, right? And knowing that you're going to fail and being prepared for that and giving yourself grace in those things and figuring out what you actually want from your actions, behaviors and being okay with that. And then, you know, make sure you stop and audit yourself and realize when you're feeling better or you're actually making progress or, you know, when you want to kind of like self-destruct and go back to your natural comfortable habits, what does that look like? So I hope this helps. I think that, you know, while again, those narratives around being a little bit more compassionate are valid and they should be paired along these goals. I think sometimes we're getting over excused to step away from hard work and there's a lot of good things that come from hard work um there's a lot of merit in there and there's a lot of happiness and joy um I can link in the the notes the book the sweet spot that I just read which talks about this but I'm also reading um a couple other books now that you know tie into like being overly passionate and also being more grounded in why people burnout culture so like all of these things are related to one another it's not saying you know you push to you can't you know, do anymore and you burn out and you're unfulfilled but rather finding that happy medium of taking ownership of your goals and your choices taking the actions you need to get there but making sure that you know you're taking care of yourself in the process but taking ownership of that also includes taking care of yourself and I think people forget that a lot so I hope this was helpful I hope that you guys will join me in our year of radical self-responsibility for 2022 because it can apply to whatever you're trying to do again if you're pushing harder you're pulling back you know working on giving yourself more grace you know one big goal or a couple small ones whatever that looks like just taking ownership of that and taking pride in them and taking you know that ownership of what it means to execute them and what that looks like for you and that long game and being okay with failure and setbacks and um not getting mad at yourself or going to what I call fuck it nation or you know the extreme opposite of what you're trying to do but 
being okay with moderate or pausing or messing up and you know taking a breath and starting back over but taking ownership of that along the way so thank you so much for tuning in to the messy middle podcast um I'm really excited because these are going to be both on YouTube and on the pod moving forward, which I think will be a great way for you all to consume these things, keeping the little mini chunks of stuff. Um, if you like this, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. I think Spotify is also adding in a rating reviewing thing. It helps me so much. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you enjoyed it, or the video, please consider sharing with a friend. Please can sh- you know share to your Instagram stories. Tag me. Tag the Messy Middle Podcast. Um, I'm so excited for this new year. I have a feeling that hopefully after the last few, I don't know. I just have a. I, I'm really hoping that 2022 can be a little bit better of a year. I've had a rough year and a half on my end, um, and I've you know grinded through a lot more than I I would want to. Um, in order to be able to rest and reprieve a little bit more going into this next year, and I can feel that I need that pull. And so I'm hoping for just a a, a clean slate almost moving forward into this year. But I know that everyone's goals and what they want on the years are different. But I also know the new year is a massive time for people with fitness, um, lifestyle, nutrition, behavior change goals. And I wanted to really kind of push hard a little bit on that content coming out this month. Uh, that can support you through that because I don't want people falling for this gimmicky crap. So this is kind of my prelude into what I want to deem the theme of this year moving forward um, and hopefully finding a way for that message to fit in for your life in you. And so again, if you enjoy this, rate, review, subscribe, share, tag. We appreciate it. And by we, I mean me um, and my team. Uh, appreciate it so much and it's super helpful. And if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to the pod and you want to help support me for free moving into 2022, please go subscribe or click subscribe on my YouTube channel if you're watching it on YouTube right now. It would mean the world to me. It will truthfully allow me to monetize my channel sooner so I can make money um, from creating content versus Instagram where I am just shouting into the abyss. Uh, So that would really help me and my team a lot uh, pay the bills. So thank you so much and we'll catch you in the next episode.